Eureka! <laughs> Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Blood for drama! Drama! Blood for drama! Drama! It's showtime. Good morning. It is Monday, as usual. Today, we're talking about... Eureka! Inventions. <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about um, inventions that were invented and inventions that were shelved, probably by the government. That could have changed everything. Which is probably why they shelved it. Yeah, people in power tend to remain in power. Like, an object at rest tends to stay at rest, unless acted upon by another uh, force. So, uh, with that being said... Dave's cat's playing with boulders outside. We've got a, a pretty good idea coming up through primary school of what, like, the most important inventions are, right? You got the Gutenberg printing press, Caveman in the Wheel, you know, technically qualifies. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty huge one. Yeah, pretty huge <laughs> one, but it's also... it's Square, not move. As soon as you see, like, uh, a, a round boulder roll down a hill, you're like, oh, shit, that motherfucker rolled a lot faster than that other jaggedy one. <laughs> so, a pretty, pretty simple. That was more of a discovery. Uh, you know, telegraph. We have, like, radio penicillin technically you know but we're going to be talking primarily about um engineered inventions mechanical inventions uh you know software hardware that kind of deal so let's start with the gutenberg printing press right because that kind of defaults to how like wide-ranging technology can apply you know it becomes a a universal uh, how it disseminated um, across the world, and it fundamentally changed people's lifestyles. So the Gutenberg printing press is what the Gutenberg. internet is to us <laughs> right now. You know, it was a way for quick access to information that is standardized. It's set in a, a certain format, um, and it's just the the cost of entry. You know, buying the book or going to a library. Uh, we had the Great Library of Alexandria way back when. Uh, so one of the basically fees for entering the Library of Alexandria was you had to leave a book. So it was just like the largest repository of information, written information in the world. And uh, unfortunately, you know, burnt down. We all know that story. And uh, some edifices of Alexandria can be found um like today, the city's basically built up on top of the ruins of Alexandria. So people are still finding old basements and small temples and uh, storage rooms and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the printing press was manufactured around 1440 uh, AD. And uh, it was created by Johannes Gutenberg, right? And uh, this process, this technology... Uh, really was just a time saver. I think most inventions that 
we discuss, you think of today, save you time. Car saves you time from getting from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Phone saves you time from relaying a message from you know X to, to Y. And the time that it took for people to physically write books was monstrous. Uh, a friar or a monk in some Christian church would generally only pen maybe one or two Bibles in his lifetime. So Gutenberg was like, nah, brah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> He's a fuck that go make shit. a go make a Bible in, you know, two months. He said, fuck that shit. I ain't doing this. <laughs> this takes too long. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I read a lot, so near and dear to my heart. I mean, it definitely changed the game. But uh that one's not shelved. Well you know. It's a okay. big one though. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of things that would have changed a lot of things. You know, like you heard about the water car. Yeah, the hydrogen fuel cells. Yeah. Huge craze in the early 2000s. Stanley Meyer, I think it was his name. We'll get 70 miles to the gallon of water type Yeah, shit. water fuel cell, uh, apparently he, he made this thing and it, separates the oxygen from the hydrogen and then it burns the hydrogen which then turns back into water vapor yeah you recombine it with the exhaust and then it's right back to water vapor so you're just right you're um, fogging the earth with clean water versus right. any all the shit that comes out of your <laughs> your yeah. exhaust today so, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories but like literally you know he had this car supposedly that ran on water Drove it all around, took it places. And he was just a, he was a um, engineer, but this is all backyard engineering. Yeah. For this guy. Which is like a big thing. Like a lot of, a lot of things come from that, you know. But supposedly he got like an offer from like a, a billion dollars in like, because he be, he made it in like 1985. So he had like this billion dollar offer in like 1990, which is some astronomical amount of money. Then, you know, yeah. I mean, it's still a lot now, but he says he declined it because they just wanted to shelve it. Oil companies, you know, um, apparently he was sued. He said it was fraud, um, which they won the case. And then he had to pay back the money for the investors or whatever. And then uh, he died in a restaurant in 1998 with a meeting with some Belgian investors. They said it was like an aneurysm. A lot of people think it was poison. Uh, apparently his brother was there. His brother said that he ran out of the the restaurant saying, like, they, they killed me, they killed me. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there, but... Kind of sounds like Boondock Saints. It's uh, it's definitely kind of strange, you know. And then, like a day later, his house was robbed, and like they only took the stuff for the water yeah, car. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, dude. <laughs> you know, it seems a little strange. But yeah, there's all kinds of them, man. When you start to really do like a heavy dive into things, there's a bunch of stuff like this, you know. Uh, you ever heard of the Cloudbuster? 
that actually works. Yeah, I know. Cloudbusters and Cedars. Uh, yeah. I know Dubai is looking heavily into that thing, like resting on the laurels of DARPA. Um, yeah, the rainmaker thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they seed uh, the clouds. They ionize the air basically, which makes more attraction for water molecules, which is like a domino effect. And then it's it's actually shown like something crazy like 60 or 70 percent effective yeah well, when the guy made it they were like this doesn't fucking work you're a retard you know um it was made in 1953 by wilhelm reich it had a bunch of tubes look like a weird alien gun with a bunch of you know hoses coming out of the back of it right and i guess they put that in the water and then point it to where they want to make the cloud or break the cloud. So it will draw in clouds or it will dissipate clouds. So he did a test on this and it was like a drought ridden area in like Maine. It was um, some blueberry farmers or something was like, hey man, we need help, you know? And then he came over, well, let me test this Can machine. Can you see my blueberries? Can you save them? <laughs> so he went over there and set the machine up, did the thing for like two or three hours. And then, you know, like things started to happen. And then the next day it rained like all fucking day. Call that man Quetzalcoatl. I don't know who that is. Uh, It's like the old like Mayan rain god. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so apparently he made it rain and then they were like, oh, it's a coincidence even though like the weather report states that it wasn't going to rain for like two weeks you know which i mean this is in the 50s but still so he actually turned his uh attention to ufos because he said that there was like all kinds of ufo activity around his lab and then him and his son went out to like arizona set the machine up you think there'd be like a less conspicuous way to spy on this guy than to use UFOs. Usually, usually it's just like a dark Lincoln outside your house, sitting yeah, there, yeah. tinted windows, drives away as soon as you walk outside. Well, I mean, that's a whole other episode. You know, they say we have uh, man-made UFOs. There's probably those, you know. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. He uh, went out to Arizona and like supposedly converted this thing into some kind of gun, and then got a hold of the uh or got the attention of the authorities authorities arrested him and uh was jailed for like two years for some reason didn't really say why uh court ordered to burn and destroy all of his research and anything that he had published is that wild unthink what you just fucking thought (laughs) it's crazy like, what the fuck? What happened to IP, right? Intellectual property. Right. Man in Black doesn't care about that. No, which, something. Uh, I mean. Not cute little alien busters. They're not as witty as uh, Will Smith. Um, right. They, right. They for sure exist, though. In almost every single one of these instances uh, of modern technologies on the cusp of being developed and, like, widely disseminated, you can find... A man in black story or mm-hmm. several following them for several months several years uh, mysterious suicides immediate bankruptcy 
imprisonment for vague or unknown reasons. The list goes on. Yeah. Just uh, forgetting it. <laughs> you know, they just fucking forgot how to make it. There's a bunch of them, though, man. There's, um, you heard of Starlight? You heard of Starlight? Yeah. The, the hairdresser dude, Maurice something, was trying to make some kind of hair dye and then stumbled upon this, this jelly that hardens and then resists, like, massive amounts of heat. And, uh, they just lube up the space, uh, lube up NASA's, uh, and NASA, with it. NASA wanted to buy it. And then, uh, I guess there was like 21 components to make it. And it's like Greek fire. He, yeah, that's another one I saw on there. Um, but anyway, he, uh, didn't want to sell it, I guess. But, you know, they tested it. They like coated an egg with it, like a regular raw egg. Shoved up their ass, right? No, no, not at all. Um, he took like a blowtorch to it, you know, 2,000 degrees for like 20 minutes, which should have fucking just liquefied the fuck mm-hmm. out of this thing. You know, hard-boiled it, whatever. And uh, when they took it off, the egg was like cool and raw. So apparently it worked, you know. Um, NASA wanted it, all kinds of people wanted it. And then I guess he ended up dying and never releasing it. Supposedly nobody knows how to make it now. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yep. But, I mean, you fucking make an Iron Man suit out of that, you know? Something. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them. What you got? There's a book uh, by Nick Cook called The Hunt for Zero Point Energy. So Zero Point Energy... The long and short is it's predicated off of the multiverse theory. And you have all of your little universes in the gumball machine of the multiverse. And all the air in between is uh, basically just a sort of osmotic pressure that Mm. separates them. And so zero point energy claims that you can draw from that pressure, right? That's seeping into our reality. And translate that directly into several energy types usually it's a mechanical energy at first um there's an experiment for a perpetual motion machine predicated off of this concept where it has like a canoe that's continuously rowing there's a video of it online um but it's it's murky when you get into the waters of it you know a lot of these studies that are potentially published are silenced before they get out um and it's not like you or i really know what we're talking about but there are a lot of these backyard scientists or garage tinkerers that have grasp of the science and are able to fabricate in their garage devices that allegedly utilize this energy kind of like the hydrogen fuel cell guy um so Nick Cook is an aerospace investigative journalist, uh, so he's always looking at like different planes and stuff like that, rockets, shuttles. Well, he fell into a story. Uh, there was a secret project that uh, Polish defense journalist Igor Witkowski discovered uh, in Poland, and this was when the Nazis invaded Poland. They utilized this mine as a secret R&D facility. And 
one of these projects was just listed as like the bell. This bell-shaped device uh, that was showing anti-gravitic properties. So the whole thing was Nazis were trying to make UFOs. And uh, the easiest way that he could explain it for this wasn't zero-point energy, but it was some interaction of electricity. Basically, if you had like two like charges uh, that met at a certain point on a given object uh, of like equal voltage and frequency it would become anti-gravitic mm-hmm. and didn't really obey the laws of normal acceleration it just moved in like a diagonal acceleration it wasn't like a, a bell curve you know what i mean you have to start gather up speed overcome momentum it would just zoom go and uh the bell would also like glow slightly usually because of the ionized air Several people died in the experiment, obviously, uh, all, you know, Jewish prisoners and uh, workers. But it's this huge, huge mine. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a proper, like, salt mine. Um, they're not massive. Like, not like I've never been in there, right. but I've seen pictures yeah, and videos. Yeah, you've seen semis driving through them, and they're just dwarfed by the scope of these mines. That's the kind of mine we're talking about. And uh, so this story kind of brought him down this trail again aerospace journalist who is now looking to nazi occult and secret projects well some of the things that he found there's a lot of stories that's a pretty short read a lot of these stories were similar where uh upstart scientists and engineers were working on developing these properties and uh propulsion methods outside of a corporation or a business this is in their free time um and they would all be met by these men in black mm-hmm. and I say sure you can keep up looking for zero point energy that's great go make your infinite energy generator i'm sure you'll succeed wink wink but if you develop anything with anti-gravitic um applications you're done and he's got several uh accounts by engineers and scientists i think even one of them <coughs> he was talking with and during the time of the like course of the research of the book like that guy just disappeared couldn't get a hold of him anymore um but it's funny when you look at like the uh b2 stealth bomber and you look at, like the uh, f-17 stealth jet fighter that took the gulf war by storm but back in like the 80s and early 90s it was still classified mm-hmm. and only in, like the early 2000s was it declassified well the B-2 has like a depleted uranium-lined edge on the uh, the tail side. So if you look at it, you, you see it's all black up in the front, and there's like a kind of gray trim on the back. I don't know if you've seen that. It looks mm-hmm. like a W on the back end. Yeah. That's what that is. And a lot of people reported that they see those uh, craft glow as if they're ionized or charged with some sort of uh, electrical current. Mm-hmm. And the thing it's like UFOs or whatever. It's a black object in a dark sky, and it's just glowing and flying, you know, across the sky. And then in one of the reports, uh, when like the B two or F seventeen completed its first run, like yeah, we flew from uh, New Jersey to California in like three hours, and like they redacted that information, but it was like 
a full mm. four hours faster than it should possibly have gone when they released the specs. Like, dude, nothing goes that fast. That's like, you know, faster than like a fucking Concorde. And this thing's just like a, a bomber. You know what right. I mean? It looks goofy. So there was obviously like some principle at work behind that we still don't really, like the layman doesn't understand. But it's cool because we brought a lot of these Nazi scientists over to America, Project Paperclip, at the end of World War II. And that's the kind of information we drew from. We just drafted, you know, NFL draft, USA draft of the best scientists and engineers. Um, but it's it's really crazy how so much of this revolutionary technology is just immediately buried. It's hatcheted and all of those scientists and engineers are discredited. You know, there's notorious libel against them. They're blacklisted for working with companies. No one's going to publish their stuff. You know, that's where you get like the crackpot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just a propaganda term for a forward thinker, right? Is is my take on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, Cloudbuster guy, that's what they said about him. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like Ford's hemp car. A pot car? You ever heard about this? Nope. So Why doesn't Snoop Dogg have a fucking fleet of those? Well, apparently, like, Ford wanted to make something lighter. So it was basically plastic. So it was a uh, steel frame, steel motor, obviously. Uh, but the body was made out of hemp and soybean somehow. They right. mixed it. And then it made like an epoxy, moldable. Well, yeah, a lot of uh, modern day plastics are refined from like oil, like fossil fuel oil for a lot of them. So this would be an alternative chemical composite to that. Right. And it was like really fucking hard. You know, so there, there's like a video from like 1930 something with uh, Ford like hitting it. With a fucking axe, and it was like right. doing minimal damage, you know. And then it like it was basically fiberglass, made out of hemp. Right. And uh, <clears throat> it ran off of biofuel, also made from hemp, when it was still legal. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, then the war happened, right? So then we went to war with Germany. And then they switched gears from, like, stuff like that to mm -hmm. mass-producing war machines, you know. And uh, some somewhere, somehow, the they got lost, supposedly. The the secret ingredient? Yeah, it's an exoromus, <clears throat> you know, basically. Right. Uh, so, like, the car vanished. Even the recipe is, like, gone now, you know. So, you know, the common belief is that other oil car companies and car companies had, had it destroyed and had the Marijuana Tax Act initiated, which then made, you know, weed illegal because they went to the government and they're like, oh, you can smoke it and it, like, changes people to this and this and that. And Yeah, that's uh, from the beginning of the Pineapple Express movie. Yeah. The dude smoking weed in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Illegal! <laughs> they fucking shoot him right after. <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So they made that, and uh, which then in turn made like everything hemp extremely expensive. So, you know, now we got, we're using hemp for a fucking lot of things now. Mm-hmm. But in the 30s, 40s, 50s, all the way up until like, what, five, six years ago? Yeah. You know, we weren't using hemp for shit. They were like, oh, it's terrible. It's horrible stuff. It's just the stem. Nylon rope instead. Nylon plastic rope instead of hemp, you know, and then like there's clothes that don't ever go bad. Like they never deteriorate. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing shit. Yeah. Like hemp. <clears throat> people don't realize hemp was in all clothes and rope. So all rigging on a ship, hemp. Clothes yeah. at the sales war, hemp. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, so Ford's thing was like, why, you know, go process all this steel somewhere and then have to ship it? We can just grow it in a field outside, you know? And then there's so many other products that come from the marijuana plant. But, you know, uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, that was a big thing. And then supposedly it just disappeared again. You know, and this is like Ford, major first car company. Right. You know, um, so if that can happen to them, most fucking backyard guy ain't got no chance, you know. <laughs> uh, what about the Rife device? You ever heard of that? Nope. So it was a cure for cancer that worked, <laughs> and now it's gone. <laughs> the Rife device. Don't it tell was. Me about uh, it was Royal. His name was Royal Raymond Rife. Right. He was some kind of scientist. Made like a. First thing he made was a microscope that was like fifty times more powerful than any other microscope. Okay. Um. So he had something to do with like microscopes in the beginning. So then he created this machine. It was a bio something. Can't remember. Something with sound. Bioacoustic device. Something like that, right? So his theory was that uh, each disease has its own like frequency. Frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, electromagnetic frequency. So then if you can figure out that frequency, then you can shoot sound at the body at the same frequency and it will either stop or kill the disease. So he started on like lab animals, infecting them with all kinds of different shit as usual, you know, and then cured all the animals. Then when he started to ramp up, like, there was, like, a study for, like, 20 people that had varying diseases that were supposedly uncurable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he cured all of them within, like, three or four months. You know, some diseases took a little bit longer. And then it was, uh, you'd take short breaks and then take, like, some kind of vitamin to bond with the whatever right you know i don't know the exact process because i'm not a fucking scientist but it uh it worked you know and in, in every study it worked and uh but you know then again there he was discredited by the elites and the other 
people that couldn't copy it. The American Cancer Society uh, during the 1990s published a study said that while sound waves can produce vibrations that break glass, the waves from a rife generator were too weak to destroy bacteria. Uh, over the years, some owners of health clinics that promote rife-like machines have been sued and convicted of fraud. Right. Except but like, it, in it, all of his studies, it worked. In all of his studies, it worked. And like, it's really hard to fake cancer. <laughs> yeah, there was outside people that even came in to like, well, let's look at this, let's look at this. And they were like, yeah, it works. And then it was shelved. And like he even said that, you know, like elites and uh, big conglomerates are like right. stopping me from curing cancer because they make more money off of treatment instead yeah. of cures. Kind of just destroy life physically, but like <laughs> financially, cancer treatment is obnoxiously expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they still have his machine, you know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, what I'm reading right now, it seems like it's relatively easily replicated now that we're 100 years later. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, they still have it and probably use it on rich people. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so. That's another one. That one was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. You were right there. Yeah, well, they don't want to it anyway. You so know. let's talk about acoustics. A lot of people um, in the ether uh, believe that the ancient Egyptians or whoever actually built the pyramids, proto-Egyptians, whatever culture or race uh, that was around then, utilized... Uh, acoustics for their technology and th i just saw an ad the other day about exactly that it's a sonic device which creates you know all, all sound is, is airwave pressure right and uh so it's able to levitate an object and rotate it in space using these sound waves right now it's really small mm -hmm. you know you could do like um uh, a, a pencil or like a coin or something like that um pretty small very weak but the application is there it's technology's proven mm -hmm. um i mean they even use that on like kidney stones yeah the, it's a, Puts uh, you in a ultrasonic yeah, vibration ultrasonic. same idea as the the rife machine um but you look at old stories uh usually proto-civilizations where the founding uh, culture sang the objects into place, right? They levitated with the sound of their voice or, you know, song. And I'm like, um, yeah, I mean, technic technically, techno and EDM and trance is music. <laughs> so I can only imagine what sound or song that was like. is a bunch of cell dweller. Uh, First acapella group. Yeah, well, but that's the thing that that whole concept you could break glass with it as soon as you tune into the frequency, you're able to. <laughs> the Harry Potter lady, no, just with my voice. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem too far fetched to me, even if you know, for example, you had a a plate, right, a highly resonant plate that you made a sort of road on, and you're able to apply. Uh, some sort of sonic vibration to the object you're trying to move. And if it's vibrating at that frequency, like that's reducing friction, it's going to create little tiny micro airwaves in between that surface and, say, the stone for the pyramid. 
So even though it's not levitating at, you know, 20 feet in the fucking air, it's still enough to get it off of the friction of the plate. Mm-hmm. Just this tiny little buffer zone, and that's all you'd need. And then, boom, you're moving 20-ton stones, you know, like a bobsled up and down the uh, the Sahara. So there's a lot of study, a lot of people claim woo-woo type shit, uh, but there's people actively, like especially in Egypt, uh, actively researching the resonant properties of different materials for replicating this application. And obviously it takes a lot of energy, but if you look into the pyramids, the like the Great Pyramid, they're not built like a tomb. You know what I mean? There's They're zero tomb-like about it. They haven't found bodies in no. the oldest pyramids. It's only in the newer uh, pyramids that they found them. It's like a... There's different... What's that shit called? It's like, like generator. The, the Hall of the Dead or something. Hall of the Kings. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. That's where they found the body. Yeah, but they're not in the pyramids themselves. No. Look at how the pyramids are based. There's no evidence of carbon residue from torches. They there, so it. people weren't walking in and out of them once they were built. No. Uh, there's different residues of uh, chemical interactions. Uh, they're placed over underwater streams. Um, so the whole concept is that like the water from these underwater streams helps to ionize uh, different chambers, which they took as coffins but they weren't fucking coffins no they were like little batteries and then you'd redirect that up the uh shoots towards the cap of the pyramid which um were mm. usually covered in gold which is a really good receiver and transmitter uh of electricity and, and the sides were like quartz yeah granite quartz is is the key element in it um and then the outside was, you know, we had a fist with marble to prevent any other, you know, interference. So some it's of these insane, old stories man. were like the you could see at night from the pyramid, like the pyramid would ionize the entire city, and you just have a glowing cloud of light. You know, just, I can only imagine what it would look like. Uh, but it tran- transmitted microwaves. Ancient alien theorists think like that's what the uh, aliens used to recharge their ships. Kind of like we have wireless charging for your phone now. They just mm-hmm. hover over an obelisk or a pyramid and recharge your shit and get the fuck out. Um, but that sort of high uh, technology was just geared around a different understanding of processes. Like if we had gone with electric cars like Ford had started with, you know, 100 years ago, uh, and we didn't use oil, like the entire landscape could have changed. We could have been a primarily electric car or vehicle uh society Mm -hmm. it just happened to go in the way of oil and oil happened to have a jump start on that program i think it was just easier but it i I mean oil was just easier to get you look at how much battery technology has advanced in the last 20 years i know when i was a kid, you had NICAD and NICAD batteries for your electric cars, and they'd run really cool for like 20 minutes, and they yeah. charge for four hours. Yeah. And now we've got full-sized cars that can go fucking five, 600 miles oh, yeah. on some batteries. I mean, uh, they had, you know, electric cars a long time ago, and all kinds of crazy shit. 
you know? I mean, there's like a, another conspiracy. Well, it's not really, it's proven. It's not a conspiracy anymore. That like, uh, trolleys and shit, right? So like every major city had like a trolley system. So nobody needed a car. Mm -hmm. Right. So some car companies got together and bought the trolley company. To tore up all the rails after the war because they thought like cars were going to be the big thing after the war. Yeah. Well, nobody bought any because they just rode the fucking trolley for free or, you know, pennies. Right. And uh, so besides like San Francisco, there's no more trolley systems. They tore them all out and then made buses. So there's that, you know. That's been going on for years, like government, other companies, um, buying the patent or getting it somehow and shelving it. I think it was uh, General Motors. General Motors, I think it was, yeah. Uh, even with the pyramids, though, you know, we always heard as kids that it was the tombs to the kings and all that kind of crap, you know. But none of that shit was true. And now it's like coming out just recently in the last 10 years that Tesla was right. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's there's the natural electricity that comes from the earth that you can like tap into. And uh, I mean, he's another one, you know, he's like the top G fucking guy that was shelved on everything. They totally fucked him. Yeah. Um, there's, I'm trying to find it now. There's actually a really good uh, YouTube channel called like News Today or something like that. Um, but he did a deep dive on streets, and you know, streets used to just be streets where you walk down, and avenues where you walk down, yeah, yeah. and there was a division between roads and highways, and then streets and avenues. Uh, but the auto industry basically took charge and uh, they bought out power in the government and kept stealing power uh, away from citizens. And then they had propaganda auto ad campaigns, which is dangerous to cross the street without looking both ways. Like that's, they say street, not road, right? Look both ways before you cross the street. Mm. Uh, so they used to be sectioned off just for civilian foot traffic. And uh, through the years, eventually power went to auto companies because they had money to do so and that's why cities are just nothing but thoroughfares for auto traffic uh that's why trains and trolleys don't fucking exist anymore um it was all just funny money for them uh so it's it's obnoxious how just blatantly obvious some of this uh, well, i mean there, it still happens in some place like like new york i mean there's still a lot of fucking traffic in new york but I mean, you got cabs. There's like, so in, in Manhattan, most people don't even own a car. You know? Because mm -hmm. there's subways and they just ride that shit. Or the bus or the, the cab. Most people don't even own a car. That's how it was like everywhere. But yeah, they uh, lobbied and fucked it all up. Tore them all out. Bunch of dickheads. Now you have to have a car to get anywhere. Basically, that's what they did. They they 
cut the fucking head off of the other one, killed it, and then now you have to have a car to get anywhere. What about uh, Polydium Cigarettes? Never heard of that one before. No? Nope. Project XA is what it's called. News to me, bud. It's, uh, what's the L&M cigarette company? Something in Meyer. But, uh, they were trying to create, like, a non-cancer-causing cigarette when they actually did it. Spent, like, $10 billion on it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just them, it was, like, other ones, too, but. So they did it, and then they never let they never even released it because then they would have had backlash from like all the other companies, right? And they would have had to admit that their product for all this time was bad for you. They don't want to do that. So then they just never did it. Spent ten billion dollars and never released a fucking thing, you know, and just continued to sell the one that kills everybody. But hey, you know what are you gonna do? Not smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that. That's what you do. Uh, uh, the channel's called Some More News. Like S O M E. Yep, some S O M E. Some more news. He's got uh, a couple really good videos about, uh, like the cars, even the train derailments. Um, yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty charged, but really good in depth information delivered in a awkwardly comedic way. No, that's the way I like it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So you know. On to the top G. Fucking pimp, pimp status, Nikolai Tesla. They really fucked him over, you know. God, it's disgusting. It um, really is. Like, he could have. abuse of Nikola Tesla's name and. I uh, just, uh, I really wish that, that he would have got some fucking ass. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if he could have got some fucking pussy, man, maybe we'd have his son or something and continued the work. Well, yeah, he died like with his loving his pigeon or some kind of weird shit alone, penniless. Fucking lobbyists, uh, J.P. Morgan and fucking Edison really fucked him over. Yeah, so the majority of his work was on alternating current. And uh, as with most revolutionary quote-unquote crackpot ideas about drawing energy from the earth or somewhere else not fossil fuels uh he was able to utilize the earth's geo uh magnetic like field and convert that into ac uh alternating current energy and uh that's why if you've ever seen like the prestige uh great fucking movie but they meet with tesla and he designs this teleportation machine for uh, one of the magicians. Oh, shit. That was Tesla? That was Tesla, played by David Bowie. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. I'd seen the movie, and I was like, this guy's awesome. But I didn't yeah, know it was Tesla. It was all based off electricity. It's all crackling all over him and shit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was Tesla. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you got, he goes outside, and there's a story of him. Um, there's like five million hats outside. Yeah. He was, you know, he'd put light bulbs in the ground, and yeah. they'd turn on. And so his idea was to provide this energy free to the community because it was essentially free energy. Um, and so many of his inventions uh, regarding like radio, anything electromagnetic, he was like the wizard of electricity and uh, just had 
and understanding uh, beyond what anyone else in his realm did. Uh, a lot of people think he like commune with aliens and shit like that in order to make these uh, leaps of logic. But not too far after him, you had Albert Einstein who just thought a different way. You know, you have the the moving train experiment, or if you mm-hmm. watch someone in a train that has a beam of light, you know, passing from the floor to the ceiling and you're watching the train pass by you, you would see the uh, diagonal uh, transposal of that light, whereas the man in the train just sees it going up and down. So it's just, it's interesting. People are on a a whole different vibe and wavelength, and the fact that we've not given them credit and, like, helped nurture and grow them just in the sake of profits it's kind of like what's been happening with solar uh even here in florida uh like they they were pushing for bills to where you couldn't force the electric company to buy back your power which is crazy yeah uh they're always trying to reduce rates from home generated power uh but yeah nikola tesla had quite a few uh, little inventions many so many yeah let's uh let's see um so first off, he discovered AC power. Uh, we have Tesla coil, something you've seen when you're in primary school. You probably went to a little science museum somewhere. Um, kind of the same idea as like your little plasma balls you used to have in your room sitting mm-hmm. on the uh, desk. I still have one of those. Magnifying transmitter, Tesla turbine, the shadow graph, radio, neon lamps, hydroelectric power, uh, induction motors, and he made a radio-controlled boat. Way back then. Fucking G. And like when was this? Like the forties? Uh no, this is uh he was born in eighteen fifty six, so this is just before the turn of the century. Jesus Christ. It was like eighteen nineties when you had like the uh the World Science Fair in New York and stuff like that. Yeah, the World's Fair, yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, guy was awesome. Could you imagine if this dude was alive now? What he could do with this technology? Or just with some help. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like, Trying to fight off uh, Thomas Edison and the If government. he was fucking born, you know, in, in 1989, <laughs> it would be a way different world. Just think about all the technological, like, leaps from the 80s to, the, to now. And he wasn't here. So, like, just imagine if that dude was here, man probably have some kind of like intergalactic spaceship by now you know uh yeah or if he had some friend like me to punch thomas edison in the face and be like the fuck off a tesla bitch you know so when tesla came to the united states he worked for thomas edison in manhattan and was promised fifty thousand dollars if he could make edison's direct current method successful so a lot of you look into edison and he's a complete fucking sham and con man he wasn't the inventor of dc no. He just overworked and abused uh, engineers in order to push towards ideas that weren't even like remotely perfect. Uh, but it was enough for him to smooth talk his way into uh, grants and proposals and mm. deals with you know the government. And the, the he city. was probably friends with a bunch of people. Yeah, so uh, they all made money off it. Edison's together. DC current wasn't as effective as Tesla's own alternating current uh, in transmitting electricity over long distances. When Edison reneged on his offer to pay Tesla to solve his DC power design flaws, Tesla quit and moved on to his next endeavor. 
So he's like, yeah, DC sucks, but here's this other really cool thing that's way better. He's like, that's not what I fucking asked you. Didn't so, didn't pay him the money. Idiot, bro. Just an idiot, you know? How much money he could have made if he would just listen to him? Just do the thing. But people in their their pride and, and profit man. is just... Pride so. and profit. That's a good name. Instead of pride and prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Fucking guy got fucking hoodwinked. Yeah, so like the magnifying transmitter um, is kind of based off the Tesla coil. Uh, that's where you get wireless power free uh, by transmitting information from one tower to another using resonance. Um, so the currents were sent from one circuit to another, building in frequency until lighting sparked from one tower to the other. Uh, by connecting a wire to the tower and running it around his lab, he powered his laboratory wirelessly. Fucking G. Everything in his house was wireless. If he had a microwave, it should be wireless. This motherfucker here was like way ahead of the game. Way ahead, dude. Homeboy was like living in the future in like 1852. No more extension cords. Oh, <laughs> no man. more power strips that catch fire. Nice. No need for surge protectors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the uh, there's a lightning storm outside? Who cares? Congrats. Your power is fine. Yeah. Because it, it just gets more powerful when the lightning comes. <laughs> well, looks like I'm getting my batteries charged a little quicker today. Yeah, I even picked up Skinamax on the television. <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know, dude. It's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, he developed the Shadow Graph, which is basically an x-ray machine. Fucking G. God damn it. He uh, was working on a, a different form of uh, radio as well. Um and didn't so he just, invent like, like CB radio kind of shit? Kind of, yeah. It was uh, his radio signal strength was like way further. It was like fifty miles. It was the other guys it was like ten miles or something. Well, um, of course it was. Yeah, he was everything he touched is, everything, is better. Everything he did was like Mo Better. His middle name was Mo Better. Yeah, um, <laughs> Nikolai Niagara Mo Falls, Better La Tesla. <laughs> the Niagara Falls hydroelectric plant, Nikola Tesla. Which was the uh, first power plant? Fucking G. Um, induction motor. That's in everything. Your vacuum, your hair dryer, your cordless drill. It's all an induction motor. Tesla's fucking cars, induction motors. Um, so it's just the the list goes on, uh, and it's just disparaging. I think we have it's totally the, uh, fucked. Yeah, we have like the STEM field, right? Um, what was it uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics? Yep. Um, we really need to push that more towards uh, children of a school system and throughout college because there's. I remember that when I was in school. Yeah, there's not a lot of innovation. I think from the ground up, too many times we're standing on the shoulders of giants and just trying to refine the process, get it cheaper, slightly more effective, mark it up. Yep. Uh, but the revolutionary ideas we need to grab grab a hold of and really disseminate these. I know there's a couple, like, you know, Bitcoin is, is free. It's not being modulated. It's not being regulated by one guy who's making all the fucking money. It yeah. was a free concept. Uh, the concept is free, but Bitcoin costs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's... It's really sad, and um, yeah, well, it's getting fucked with too, though. Yeah, 
everything's getting fucked with, you know. Um, we had our freedom of speech episode, you know. You were kind of like, the government's there to protect us. Well, this is what they really do. They fuck with us and take all the good shit for themselves and or shelve it and just keep yeah, poisoning and killing want, us. As long as it doesn't hurt our profits. Yeah, basically. I mean, when you try to make something free or make something run off of water, <laughs> then you get poisoned in a restaurant or something. Yeah. Free and unlimited <clears throat> are dangerous terms to uh, Big Brother and, and corporations. Um, so if you have an idea, if you've been working on something, if you know someone who's been working on something. Don't uh, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, don't. So uh, disseminate the information. You know what I mean? Go go on the dark web. Make this universally accessible so that it can't be silenced. What sucks is like the uh, to do anything – at least in America, uh, you have to get a patent. And then the patent department looks at it and they're like, oh, fuck this. And then they deny your patent. But then to get patent or patented, then uh, you have to tell them how to make it. Correct. So then everyone knows how to make it. And then your patent runs out in 20 years or whatever. And then everybody can just make your product cheaper. And then phase you out mm -hmm. so that's one way they control what happens um, skip that part put the plans online put the diagrams online well Make then the, the, this has happened okay i have a story this is a second amendment situation uh the guy was making it was a, a firearm company yep or a small time firearm guy and uh, some other dude i don't know exactly but they were creating a little piece of metal that with a with a drawing on it that you could then mill if you so desire. Yeah. And put it into your weapon and it would make it full auto. Now right. it's just a piece of metal with a picture on it. That's it. Yeah. But they're like facing mega charges, you know. So, you know, they tried to get around, like, the government or, right. or the patent system or whatever with this. It's literally just like a, a, a metal mm -hmm. shiv, like little sleeve, a yeah. little, little thin piece of metal with a diagram drawn on it. And if you grind it yourself, stick it into your gun, it makes it full auto. But they didn't actually do anything, and they didn't tell anybody, like, anything. They yeah. just put the diagram on there and, and sold it. And yeah. now they're they're facing prison time. So, they're going to get you. There's nothing you could do. I think if someone figures out how to do free energy, they should be able to uh, figure it out the dark web. <laughs> I mean, I would hope, because free energy, my light bill's, like, expensive as shit. You know, so... Yeah. I hope somebody does one day and I get free energy. That'd be awesome. So your ideas, no matter how outlandish, unless it's flat earth, um, <laughs> have have some sort of merit, right? Uh, they beg to be explored. We're inquisitive creatures. We are born asking why. And uh, 
we'll only figure it out if we are resilient and persistent in the face of opposition if we are you know cunning uh like those guys with the diagram on on that little bit of steel right i mean that one there's, work there's a lot of there's a lot of friction on either sides of that particular uh patent yeah, or same, uh, same idea. thing it's the same thing with like a 80 percent lower yeah so it's it's a lot of uh a lot of work to make the world better but up top isn't going to do it it's going to start from the ground up you me boots on the ground and uh yeah don't let anyone ever break you down and reduce your ideas to fantasies um because you might be the next nikola tesla yeah get your friend like me too if you are if you're a tesla find find the you know some big burly motherfucker that beats people up for you. And no be matter like, what kind of suit they're wearing. Yeah, you know. Find that shit. Find have some good ideas and then tell tell the big burly friend and then he'll be like, You don't talk to fucking Nikolai Tesla number two like that <laughs> And he punches people in the face and then you don't die with your pigeon penniless. And on that note Cue the music. Drama! Drama!